Hi, and welcome back to our next podcast. This is Dr. Josh, and I'm here with Dr. Doug of Atlas MD. So, uh, to continue on kind of what's going on currently, we went to uh, Kansas City, uh, just a few hours away to talk to some medical students. Uh, they were here a few weeks before, uh, just a few of them to talk to us about what we do, but they are in a combined uh, DO and MBA program, so they actually have kind of an interesting business background. So we drove up there, um, actually talked to uh, a, another private clinic uh, and then the students, but it was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, the students had very good business questions uh, as if they'd even already been out in practice, so it was very nice to see they some of that interest. fresher view of it than a lot of doctors who have been in the system for so long, so they really come at it from a fresh perspective, uh, and they're not sure what kind of model or practice specialty they want to go into, so they're really uh, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed for all the possibilities, so that was a great experience. Yeah, they really did have some pretty good questions. Uh, of course, you know, a lot we hear often, one that I'll speak to just quickly, um, a lot of people worry about the uh, disparity between the number of physicians and patients, knowing that you know, really there's a physician shortage, and we've spoken about the, the amount of paperwork that uh, insurance paperwork physicians do, and if we fix that, that would add a lot of physician time back in. But uh, really, if you think about it, the, the system is, is very broken. Uh, there aren't enough physicians to go around, but continuing to push more and more patients on each physician is only going to lead to uh, physician burnout, poorer patient outcomes, and unfortunately is going to drive more potential uh, physician candidates away from even going into the field. And so, yes, even though there is a physician shortage, we feel that direct primary care isn't going to be the primary cause of worsening the physician shortage. It's actually going to be what has the potential to reverse the physician shortage. So the ship is sinking. We all get that. Uh, the stress of the current model is driving doctors out of practice. So the only way to turn that trend around is with direct primary care that revitalizes that love and joy of, of medicine again. So that's something that, you know, a very good question a lot of people ask. Uh, again, we, we let this situation go on far too long. So the solution really is trying to, to get more people into it, uh, keep people healthy, uh, increase satisfaction. You know, all of those things are uh, exactly what we're working on. Moving on, it's been a really interesting week. Uh, I have to say, we, we come from pretty humble beginnings. Uh, this was just a couple of guys with a, a plan to uh, improve care for our patients, and we're surprised at what it's grown into. But this week, we've had a couple national uh, parties contact us, uh, wanting to learn more information, wanting to know how this can be expanded into different markets. Uh, they even suggested that this is a, a billion-dollar industry uh, in direct primary care and, and software, uh, which is uh, flattering to say the least. But uh, so uh, it sounds like people at at all levels here are very positive about the direction that direct care is moving, and I, I, they're seeing that this could work for specialists, that this could work in cities and s small towns, and they're seeing that insurance. Uh, is is warming up to the benefits, so that that was very exciting to be courted by uh, be these national groups. And one of the things that we've alluded to many times in the past is the software that we've been developing. Much like Josh said, you know, we started out uh, very humbly with uh, the goal to just create a clinic that uh, we were happy to work in and that our patients uh, uh, got good care in, but uh, realized that. The medical software out there is all designed to participate 
within the insurance system that uh, we are outside of. So, so realize, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we realize, you know, it, it, it turns otherwise very educated and, and hardworking individuals into uh, uh, box checkers and button clickers. So uh, we set out to design something that we could use and uh, actually uh, have been using it for quite some time now. So... And, and I think the best part is, uh, starting with the way we do notes, is that it's very flexible. Uh, it allows the doctor to uh, maximum mobility to be efficient and accurate. It, most EMRs are forcing doctors through some uh, painful contortion of, of how to use their predefined text or templates or what have you uh, so that the background algorithms can automatically bill and code and maximize revenue from insurance companies and and that's not how doctors were, were trained to practice um, they need to put the subjective and objective information in there that's actually telling the patient's story and so I think some of the best things uh, our software does is really have that flexibility to allow the physician to uh, chart the way they want to chart. So we set up really much like we wanted to design a clinic that was what a physician and what a patient would want uh, if we were just to start from scratch. So we thought, what does that entail with medical software? And we were very uh, lucky to be able to dispense as many medic medications as we have to patients. We're very uh, fortunate to um, get great discounts on that. So we knew that inventory was going to be a big component of what we needed to do. So. Uh, the software tracks all of the inventory. Uh, it does lot numbers, expiration dates. Uh, it puts them uh, the, the billing directly into the patient's chart, so we, uh, you know, any one person in the office can look at that if there's a question. Prints custom labels. Uh, you know, that way the doctors can choose what information is on there. Of course, it's documented and tracked. And so now something which might sound really difficult, which is running a mini pharmacy, uh, is a flawless addition to uh, a very simple practice. So that's something that the, the inventory is something we, we at first somewhat cringed looking at how, uh, how many steps there were when we were doing it initially, printing out labels off of the printer, those kind of scrubbed away, so we had to put tape on them to, to keep the uh, ink on the, the paper. So we've gone through multiple variations, and, and we've really hit our stride. We can Indeed. sometimes, it will, we'll even fill prescriptions. Someone will call from the parking lot, and it's ready to go by the time they make it up to our <laughs> office. So, Moving on, uh, I think another problem with most software for direct primary care practices is that, again, if it's built for insurance, it's not really built for monthly membership billing uh, like we recommend. And if that's done poorly, it slows down the practice. And initially, um, one of our staff had to hand enter membership fees and medicine fees and lab fees into the uh, QuickBooks each month. And so that was um, slow and painful, and that efficiency would sink the ship as we grew in total number of patients. So with the overriding goal that the software we're building to be to simplify the entire business of running the business, now what was a hassle is a breeze. Billing is just uh, automatically done. Invoices are automatically sent out. Uh, patients can choose the dates that they pay. Credit cards are automatically billed. If 
if a credit card is declined, then a note automatically goes to the patient. And so, again, every step that we can uh, reduce allows the physicians to just spend more time doing what we do well, which is caring for patients. And one of the ways we actually do that, any physician uh, cares for patients by way of communication. Obviously, if you're in the clinic, that's how you're communicating. But in this day and age, we're overwhelmed with the number of uh, opportunities to communicate with a patient that have, uh, you know, via HIPAA or various other levels disallowed. But we can text our patients, uh, email. Uh, if they email us pictures, it's dropping into the chart. Uh, and just a, a kind of a universal inbox of communication tools uh, that really takes the stress away from the physician and allows um, considerable communication and even some things a patient might not tell you in person but they'll email you those are opportunities for care that may have been missed in the past that we capitalize on and, and that's just again family medicine and maybe medicine at large is all about communication so the better we can interact with our patients the better our outcomes I think are going to be uh, but that wraps up this edition of our podcast. Again, we thank you for joining us. Please feel free to contact us for anything. Uh, we're always happy to, happy to answer any questions doctors have. Um, if, you, if there's something we haven't addressed yet, please feel free to send that to us. You can reach us at hello at atlas.md, and you can reach the clinic at 316.260.645. And we look forward to next week's podcast. Thanks again for joining us.